Welcome to the Extraordinary Educators Podcast. Your hosts, Danielle Sullivan, National Director at Curriculum Associates, and Sari Labaris, Social Communications Manager at Curriculum Associates, are here to share actionable tips, best practices, and success stories to improve your classroom and drive student learning. Enjoy, and thanks for listening. Hi, everyone. This is Danielle. Hey everyone, it's Sari, and welcome back to the Extraordinary Educators Podcast. We know there is a lot happening right now, and we hope we can provide you with insights, tips, best practices, and breathing room from the critical work that you do. We are here to support teaching and learning wherever it is taking place. And we are super excited today to have with us on the podcast, Jamila Hudkirk down in Clayton County. Uh, Welcome, Jamila. We're so excited to chat. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited as well. Great. So uh, if you just want to introduce yourself to our listeners, tell us where you are, what you do, and then we'll go from there. Yes. So uh, again, my name is Jamila Hood-Kirk. I am principal in Clayton County Public Schools at the proud Fountain Elementary School, home of the Bears. Um, I am completing my 11th year here as principal. So that's super exciting. Um, I am a wife, a mother of five beautiful children, four boys, one girl ranging from 26 to three years old little girl's the youngest. And I have um, a super, super wonderful staff and school community that surrounds me. So I'm super excited. I'm super, super blessed and fortunate to be in this position. Wow. So you just have a couple things going on is, is what I couple. heard. <laughs> just a couple. So <laughs> with that being said, Describe your year, especially since you've been a principal for a long time. How has this year, you know, been different? What are some of the things that you've learned? Just give us the, give us the scoop. Well, you know, when people ask that question, it's, 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 it's different, right? Um, Of my 11 years, this is probably the most challenging of the 11 years, but probably the most rewarding at the same time. And it sounds really weird. Um, because I've learned so much about myself um, personally as a, as a leader and as a woman. Um, and then I've learned so much about just instruction and the possibilities of what can really occur when you, um, you know, extend yourself or push yourself. Um, no one knew what, that this new normal would be um, in, our, in our way, but it's also been rewarding. I think for Most of us, um, it's been a time for us to be reflective of our personal and professional lives. And I have to say that I have been very fortunate and blessed to um, meet some wonderful people during this pandemic time and really bonded with individuals who have, you know, helped me to grow personally and professionally. So, um, you know, it's brought us closer as a staff, definitely closer as a school community. And so it's been really rewarding, but it's also been challenging, Um, you know, not having the things that you need for your students and families, particularly just not being in the building. You know, one of the misconceptions that people have of educators is that we don't want to be in the school building. And it's not that at all. We just want to be safe. We would prefer to be in the school building with our babies, with our scholars, hugging on them, loving on them, teaching them. Um, And so it's really challenging. Um, for me as a leader, because that's something that I miss being with my students as well as with my staff where I can see them and touch them. I'm a a hugger. You know, Mm -hmm. I I like to watch people come through the door to see what their demeanor is. You know, 
I like to um, support people. And so when you're in on, on a computer, you're a little disconnected with what's going on um, or you have to try harder. You have to be really creative in how you connect with people. And so in that process, you learn a lot about not only yourself, you learn a lot about people that you didn't realize that, you know, they had, you know, going on in their own lives. So I'd love to hear some of the ways that you just said, I mean, you said a lot of things and <laughs> just to unpack a little bit there. Okay. What are some of the ways that you've been creative in connecting with staff virtually? Cause that's something that we hear. Um, we've heard from the teacher perspective of how they're connecting and engaging their students, but I'd love from your leadership perspective, how are you engaging the staff? How are you supporting them both academically as well as emotionally during this? So prior, yeah, so when we started, the when the pandemic started, um, oh, even just a little bit before last year, one of the things that I was working on personally was leading with balance. That was my tagline. You know, that's what I put on my hashtags. That's what I put in, you know, I say with people. When the pandemic started, it was adding lead with grace. So one of the things that I had to really do was, in addition to being in tune with my students and my families, I had to be in tune with my staff because another misconception is that staff members, teachers, custodians, paraprofessionals, secretaries, that they don't have things going on in their personal lives, that they don't have family members who are affected by the coronavirus, that they don't have family members who are affected by a job or um, food insecurities. Um, and so there, there's a lot of misconception that we're just okay, and that's not the case. And not only that, for some of my staff members, it was really difficult. Um, those especially who are extroverts and having to quarantine and not see individuals and other adults, I had to do a lot of intervening and checking in. So some of the things that I um, did was, for example, you know, we do virtual Monday minutes, something simple as that, where we are minutes for the week and what's going on. But the first thing that our, my staff members have to do is do a check-in on a Google form. And where I'm asking some simple questions, it might be something that the same thing we might do with students, you know, on a scale of one to five, how are you doing today? What is something that you would like for me to know that's confidential or do you need assistance with anything? And so I've been doing that all year long and checking in with my staff members, you know, because the Google form can give you a graph. You can see overall how your staff is doing. And then when you pull up the Excel sheet, you can see specifically who's needing that support. And then you're intentional about setting up those meetings or calling them on the phone and say, hey, look, I noticed on the form, you said you're struggling a little bit with it, something I can do for you. So doing things like that. And then I started doing um, bi-monthly check-ins every two weeks. We meet with the staff, just an informal check-in in the middle of the week, not a, a normal faculty meeting where we're doing all types of activities. We've done um, cooking class during lunchtime. We've done virtual yoga. We've done virtual poetry slam. You know, I, can, I created a survey where I identified or asked my staff, what are some things you would like to do together as a staff so we can, you know, do some of the, those things and stay connected? Um, we've done some um, just different activities. Um, right now, we're in the middle of doing a visual um, a visual board. And, um, and it was just really trying because we did lose a staff member, not to COVID, but we did unexpectedly lose a staff member this past fall. And so it really took a toll on the staff because, you know, I've been here 11 years. I've been with some of these individuals longer than my, my children that I've known my, you know, my own children. So we're truly a school family. Um, and then we had family, we had family members, staff, family members that also lost family that we were, we all knew. 
And so we had to really work through that. And so for me, um, I also had to monitor my own giving um, and make sure that I was putting myself in places where it served me and also making sure that I put my staff in situations where it served them. Um, And so we really had to um, step back and kind of see, you know, prioritize what was important. It didn't mean we had to stop what we knew we needed to do in terms of making sure our students had what they need. But it did mean that I needed to be more intentional about checking on my staff members and being intentional in doing things with them that would keep us connected. You just shared so many incredible tips and best practices. And, and before we dive in, I'm just I'm so sorry for all of your loss. I think it's it's something that as a school leader, as a teacher, you don't you don't expect <laughs> that Absolutely. you're going to be in the role that you were this year. Um, and it sounds like you've, of course, adapted just so gracefully and your staff is so lucky to have you and just even having those check-in forms on on the receiving end, being a teacher at your building, I'm sure just, just even being sent the form and having to fill it out, despite what they say, is probably so meaningful and important. And if if the staff feels cared for, then the students will probably feel cared for, right? And it just trickles down because everything you're doing is, is, can be probably replicated with students too. Absolutely. Um, so I just want to say we, we appreciate you and thank you for all of that. That's, that's a lot. Um, that's really cool how you got creative also with like the, the cooking class. Like if everyone's going to be eating lunch anyway and just finding time to connect because if you're not together, you're not having those conversations in the teacher worker or wherever, you know, staff usually connect. Absolutely. And that's what we miss. We miss walking through the hallway. Mm-hmm. So we have to be creative in how we can connect with each other. And it's not mandatory, but we have a majority of our staff there. And that's when I know that it's needed. When you have people show up that when they don't have to show up, you know, you're doing the right work. Totally. And I love how you didn't make it mandatory because then it's like a choice, right? It's an option right. type thing. Yeah. Yeah. If you need it, then you come. But the mm-hmm. fact that everyone, the majority, you know, 90 percent, 95, in most cases, everyone shows up. It's really good. And then we involve everyone, our counselor, our school social worker, our um, behavior specialist. Everyone's there. My assistant principal. We're all there to support, you know, we utilize music and we just do a lot of the motivational videos, um, you know, tips. We just make sure that we are feeding the soul. Feeding the soul. Yes, <laughs> that is exactly right. And I just, I just want to commend you and, and thank you for really tuning into what your staff needs. And we've, like we said, we've talked to a lot of educators and educators are prioritizing check-ins with students, the same thing. So it's great to hear a leader as a leader, you're prioritizing the staff's emotional well-being just as much as their academic um, success, you know, staff's academic success as well as the students. It just, that really, that's a lot. And especially for you, how have you been able to balance everything with work and your family? You know, really, yeah, like prior to the pandemic, I was horrible. Like I was that principal that stays late or on the weekends or doing work and in the evenings. And I really just had to, um, I had to set a schedule for myself. I had to prioritize myself first. I was that administrator, if you call me, and I still put for the most part, you know, late at night or late or weekends, I'm answering the phone, but I just prioritize it now because one of the things that I have noticed um, is that my younger children, for example, um, they notice, um, and I can see a difference in them when they're not getting the attention that they need. And so if that means I have to break time and spend time with them and then stay up once they go to bed, stay up late and then work on my work. I do that. 
But even with the work for school, I just had to start creating a, a cutoff time. But I'm going to tell you, the, the pivoting point for me, I know that's the word now, um, is when you have a leader that gives you permission to do that. And so I remember um, this year, our superintendent, Dr. Morsi Beasley, gave us the challenge of shutting it off at a certain time and having an accountability partner. And for whatever reason, once he said that, it was like it gave us permission to really just relax because that showed us that he also understood, which we already knew because that's why we're still virtual. Um, but in our in our you know our board, but I really just prioritize my time, and then I also prioritize taking care of myself. So I no plugs. I'm not getting anything for Miracle Morning, but. Um, I started, you know, creating practices for myself that would feed me and serve me so that I could be a better wife, a better mother, a better leader, a better educator. Um, and so that served me well um, because I've taken care of myself and I have clarity on what my purpose is and my why and how I'm going to do things. And even though it seems like a lot for some kind of way there it's made, um, it, it's I'm able to do it. You know, I may get like, oh, my gosh, I have a lot going on, but a way is always found that it still gets in there. I'm in an endorsement class. I'm taking class, you know, so it's just a lot, but I'm making it work. It doesn't mean it's not challenging. It's not times where I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm just want to go to sleep. But I've just been really fortunate to have grace around me so that I'm able to give grace to others. So that's um, and then being grateful for what I do have. That's been really key setting a plan, setting a vision, and then being grateful for those things so that I can see rewards on the other hand. It's so true. And we've talked about this with teachers a lot, how you can't pour from an empty cup, right? And to see it coming from the top down with your superintendent and then that domino effects to you. And then I'm sure your teachers also feel like they have permission to spend time with their family. And of course, as an educator, the work never stops. You are literally right. never done ever. Right. right. <laughs> but like now more than ever, you do need the quality time with your kids and and turning it off so you can recharge too. So that's, that's really great to hear. Yeah. And that you're claiming time cool. for you. Yep. I also subscribe to a morning routine. I, it's, it sets my day up right. And there's 24 hours in a day. And if you do not carve out time for you, it will be scheduled by everybody else. Absolutely. And you are the most important person to be able to manage your own life, your own energy. So to, so it's so awesome that you're taking that time as well. And agreed, like sometimes it doesn't look like I thought it would. Right. And I give myself grace and I still figure something out, even if it's, right. you know, 10 minutes here, five minutes there, not in the morning, like I should, but it's right. all about permission. That's why I love that you said, and it's great that your superintendent gave you that. I think sometimes especially in the work that we do with educators, just giving them, we've literally have a permission slip on iReady Central, which we can include in the show notes that just says, give yourself permission to not know everything and to rest, to have Absolutely. fun, to Absolutely. just make mistakes, screw it up and try it again. But that's the hardest thing as a leader, because as a leader, you are the person that everyone comes to when they don't know what to do. And when this pandemic hit, we struggled with that. Like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I don't let me get back with you on that. And so that was for a leader who's used to being, you know, able to put out fires or make things happen for their staff and their students. That was a struggle for me. That was a struggle not being able to help my staff members through things or even my students through things um, and and not be able to see them. That 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 was a struggle. That was mostly a struggle for me because I can't get to you like I need to get to you. I can't see you like I want to see you. You know, I'm used to walking, people walking into the door and I can be like, hmm, 
they're not having a, such a good day. Let me check on them in about 10 minutes. I can't do that. I don't, I don't know unless I'm hopping room to room, which I do do. You know, we stay into the classrooms. We don't sit back. We are still doing those walkthroughs and monitoring instruction and monitoring iReady um, and still celebrating those things as well. And that's another piece. You have to celebrate the growth. You have to celebrate the wins because if we can talk all day and every day about what's not working, which we do need to address, but we also need to celebrate the things that are happening and, and celebrate others. Um, so that they know that, you know, we're, we're rooting for you. You know, we know it's tough, but any growth that we can get, we're going to celebrate because you're beating odds right now. Yes. And we, whoa, whoa. okay. Yes. And we celebrate and honor you. Um, unfortunately that is all the time we have. We would totally talk to you all day, every day. Uh, we just so appreciate you carving out the time to be on this podcast. I think it's, it's just invaluable to have a leader perspective and we just appreciate you and thank you. The last, we want to give you the last word. What is something that you, from this whole experience, what are you going to take with you moving forward? What do you want to share with other educators who are listening? I want to share with other educators, regardless if you're in a leadership or educator position, um, you still have to, you're still a leader, whether you're the leader of your classroom or leader of your school, you still need to lead with balance so that others who um, are watching you can learn from you and you still need to lead with grace. Um, and so you, you need to give yourself permission to not know everything, um, but also be um, still be a, a lifelong learner. You know, I don't want people to think that that's an excuse for us to not do things and, or, you know, do certain things. We're still very much in tune with the um, requirement and the sense of urgency that we have to do everything possible to make sure that our students have what they need. Um, and so if you're a leader or a teacher, educator, take care of yourself, create routines in your life, put that oxygen mask on for yourself so that you can serve others and go in with the idea and with the plan that you are working, walking in your purpose and in your why and that you're making an impact so that our scholars can go off when they leave you and they leave you much better than when they came to you. Thank you so much. That I I have nothing to say. Mike Dross, that's all that needs to be said. Yeah, that was beautiful. And we really appreciate your time and your expertise. And Jess, you have such a, a calming sense of optimism. Um, and it's just, it's really refreshing because I think at a time where everyone is so on edge and stressed out and worried, it's just nice to hear. It's like, we're, we're all going to be okay. Give yourself grace, give others grace. And and just remember your why and make time for yourself. Because if you can do that, um, it will then positively affect everything else that you do. Um, so thank you again for, for chatting with us today. Thank you for having me anytime. <laughs> I loved it. You are so welcome. And you can follow along as always on Twitter at Curriculum Associ and on Instagram at MyIReady. And please be sure to tag us in your posts so we can see the amazing work you are doing. If you have feedback about the podcast or a topic of interest or want to be a guest, you can email extraordinaryeducators at cainc.com. This is about you. We are here for you. So until we meet again, be you, be true, be extraordinary. This podcast is produced by Curriculum Associates and is the copyrighted material and intellectual property of Curriculum Associates.